Hello and welcome to the Man On Podcast. I am here today with Martin and Craig for a Sky pod. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good, thanks mate. Bit of an impromptu Sky pod. Yeah, um, I was say, I've shown up for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My best laid plans and all that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're back again already. It's been a, it's a pod, pod a day so far. I've got one tomorrow as well. So smashing it, four in a row. Busy oh, week. It has been a busy week for us. You know, we do this for the for the love as well. So there you go, sort you two around because I have you in the wrong bloody position as always. <laughs> Wish your stuff would just remember what it's meant to do. Um, let's jump into it. First of all, we've got the fixtures. Ooh, colourful. Yeah, no, again, no real um, specific targets. A few slides I've, I've put together that are quite basic, but I think it's just probably easier to discuss what we're thinking about doing, looking at fixture plans, because I don't know if you'll notice here, but there's not too many entry points for a lot of teams because there's quite a few single game days coming up. So if you don't want players from the teams with the single game days, then it's really difficult to make transfers to get fixture games rather than moving to someone on the same day. So, for example, this weekend, uh, if you don't want a Nottingham Forest, Brentford, Chelsea or Liverpool, uh, Chelsea or Fulham player, then it's quite difficult to make a move. Um, I suppose or Luton or Burnley, so it runs into three single game days after the Saturday. Next weekend, there's a little bit of opportunity. And, and then we start looking at Villa, West Ham, um, Fulham, Tottenham, Crystal Palace, etc. So if you if there's quite a lot of teams now that if you want to bring in players from those teams, it's not that easy if you still expect them to, to get the fixture gains. So we're running into that period of the season, I guess, where we're, we're, it will start rewarding people now that have maybe readied themselves for this and prepared for this a little bit more. Because otherwise you've got maybe one opportunity on the 8th of October on the Sunday if you can move a Saturday player out. But again, not loads of popular teams with fixtures on that Saturday. Man United maybe do, but... Lots of other sort of bottom half teams, should we say, playing that Saturday, or you're waiting until the 29th of October. So you need to start getting yourself organised, I guess, now. If you haven't been already, it probably would have made sense to maybe be organised a week ago, because I say this this runs this runs a little bit tricky now. But there is still some opportunity. I know a few of us are still looking at some moves for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's um it's a tricky, tricky phase now, isn't it, at the moment? Um that the eight the eighth of October, obviously. There is no real standout option apart from, for me, Villa against Wolves, and they are away. Um, you could you could argue Newcastle against West Ham, Newcastle assets, but I'm I have zero assets of Newcastle at the moment. Uh, I don't think I, I can't see myself getting any either. You know, I was going to get Trippier last week, um, and and didn't. Uh, thinking like I think we discussed it, and you said like Newcastle aren't great for passing tiers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, I kind of looked into it, and I agreed. You know, I looked at it and was like, yeah, you, you're right. I'm banking on just potentially a clean sheet. Didn't know he was going to get three assists, so you know that's that's one of those things. But I don't know what your thoughts are in terms of you know you said being ready last week. Um, how ready are you? <laughs> Um, me personally, in terms of this week, I've got the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday captaincies covered mm-hmm. um, with my current squad. Same. I'm also fairly well set in terms of the next batch of singles. I've already got um, Madison and Basuma in place. I've got a route to get to a Villa player for the Villa West Ham game. I've got flexibility there in terms of a defender, a midfielder or a striker, probably from Villa of those two, to be honest. But 
I'm in a formation that gives me good flexibility. I've got a little bit of budget in the bank that allows me options depending on who I want. And the immediate batch of games I've got covered with arguably the best asset from each one. So in my case, I've got a one year for Sunday. I've got Thiago Silva for Monday and I've got Jordan Bayer for Tuesday. So I feel like I'm fairly well organised um, for this week. Um, probably might be a good time to bring Martin because I don't think, well, I think he was organised. He's got Jackson, for example, with the, with the Monday yeah. conundrum. So um, there will be some people maybe not quite so so lucky, should we say. I don't have Chelsea. <laughs> Go on, Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do have Jackson. I do have Thiago Silva as well, so it could be worse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, on your point, Craig, there's not that many entry points now for for some of them for some of the more popular teams um i think on that basis i'm thinking that i might just move jackson to hoyland um which feels a bit punty um there's definitely a large part of me that's like don't do that but th- 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 but there's another part of me that thinks it's it's actually quite an efficient use of a transfer because it gets me Man United fixtures against Crystal Palace, Brentford and Sheffield United um, before their next entry point um, isn't until the 29th of October against Man City. That's the next time they play on a Sunday. Um, And then after that, they've got Fulham, Luton, Everton. So I feel like I definitely want a Man United player because apart from that that Man City fixture, the fixtures are actually quite good. So I feel like an efficient... You know, the, a, a way to make the best of a bad situation with Jackson is it does give me a, an opportunity to bring a Man United asset in, and I think that's that's an efficient use of a transfer that I won't need to use later. Um, and then also, if I go with Hoyland, um, it means I'm it means I'm not getting Ollie Watkins. Um, but again, it's a transfer saved, and I think I think I've decided now that I'm quite happy just to get Paul Torres. Um, on the 8th of October against Wolves. Um, so that'll be for, for Thiago Silva. So I use Thiago Silva for his captaincy against Fulham. Then he plays Burnley on the Saturday. Um, and then I'll go to Paul Torres. And that's a five for two on Chelsea with captaincy. Um, so again, it's it's efficient. Um, but then there's the risk. It is there's the risk that there's the risk that Watkins goes crazy because what I'm sure Watkins and Diaby are going to be really popular. But my, my thinking on it is really I just need I just need Hoyland and Paul Torres to kind of just keep pace with Watkins because I'm gonna because doing that is ultimately gonna save me a transfer or two. Um so I don't know what you I don't know what you think about that first off before I ramble on anymore. I agree with Man United because they're a good captaincy against Luton on the eleventh of November. I think they're the best captaincy that day. And they've got a single game there with Chelsea. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves in terms of how far away we are from those games, but I agree at some point we're probably going to want one. And at the moment, I can't see a second striker in the sky that I'm confident in having. We had the likes of Tony and Mitrovic and stuff last year to go with Haaland. This year, I'm not finding one that I'm confident in. I've had Jackson for a bit. I've now got a one year to cover a block of games, but I don't particularly want him for too much longer. I want him gone as soon as possible. But at the moment, if I go to Diaby from a one year, which is a possibility in a couple of weeks, then I'm back to one striker again, playing 4-5-1, which is quite inflexible. And then who's my second striker got to be? I would rather probably move to Watkins and Diaby for that single game day for Villa for that reason, to stay 
the big reason is to stay in 4-4-2 to keep my flexibility options open. But is he worth 1.2 million more than Diaby for that small batch of games? I think that's debatable. Um, that money could be used on, on other things if you go to Diaby instead. So I'm not I'm not sure where I stand with Watkins. I'm leaving my options open for now. But if I don't go to Watkins, I'm then stuck in 4-5-1. And where, where's the second striker going to come from? And it feels like Hoyland is probably as good as anyone right now to me. Um, so if you're going there early before he's proved anything, before he's got any goals, um, it's a little bit risky, isn't it? But um, yeah. I, I don't hate it for that reason. I agree with you. You want Man United, don't trust their defence right now. If you're already stuck with five midfielders who you're selling to get a Rashford or a Bruno, that's not easy. Or even a Casemiro, the way he's playing right now. But um, the striker does kind of tick two or three boxes. He gets you in the formation. He's a little bit cheaper than the, the premium mids. And it gives you a captaincy coverage. Doesn't seem the reason why he won't carry on starting right now, right? It feels like he's yeah, he should, yeah. It, 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 it should do, yeah, and it and it and it allows me to keep Saka and um, Salah as well. So I mean, let's assume for the sake of argument that Saka is fine, um, or even if he's not, it means I can just go Saka to Son or whatever. Like I'm not messing with my midfield structure to try and get Rashford or Bruno back in. Um, and it just solves my Jackson problem like immediately and it will save me a Man United transfer down the line. Um, so that's what I'm thinking. And then I just need, really, the only, the big risk with it, I suppose, is, is Diaby and Watkins end up being, you know, say 50% EO between them for that West Ham captaincy and then Villa concede and they go crazy. But I don't particularly see that happening. Like Torres should pick up passing in that single game day. A reason, it's a reasonable chance of a clean sheet, um, and it's um, it's an easy answer to you know Thiago Silva running into fixtures of Arsenal, Brentford, Tottenham, Man City, Newcastle, Brighton, as well. So it's um, yeah, I don't hate Torres over that four game run. He could easily outscore any of our attackers. Uh, we've seen yeah. Thiago Silva over Jackson. Right, that would have been classified as probably a bit of a 50-50 when Chelsea had that great run, including the captaincy against Luton, which that similar run to what. Villa are about to go on from West Ham. Torres could get two clean sheets in those four, could get passing tears in all four of those games. Before you know it, he's on 30 points or something from four fixtures. Yeah. Watkins or Diaby are probably going to need three or four attacking returns to match that. Not guaranteed to happen, is it? No. And then after that Fulham game as well, we don't know so that four-game run you spoke of. So it's West Ham, Luton, Forest, Fulham. After that, we don't, we don't know what the TV fixtures look like after that yet either. So... Torres is then, you know, a decent make weight if there is like a rogue single game day when we know the end of November, December TV fixtures. Like Torres is a, a useful like pawn just to move into anything that I might need for that as well. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're moves where I'm not necessarily giving myself the best option every time. So, I mean, Hoyland might turn out to be the best Man United option. We don't know yet. He might be better than Bruno and Rashford, right? And... And, you know, I'm going Torres over Watkins, but doing that, I think, is ultimately going to save me maybe three or four transfers. So I think that's the strategy that I want to adopt. Okay. I've got a more trickier conundrum. (laughs) So, I mean, I've got Saka and Madison who have both got a flag on them at the moment. I don't particularly want to hold Arsenal. If Saka is rumoured not to play for Bournemouth, which Arteta said he might not, it's worth the risk with Man City and Chelsea up next. Now, Bearing in mind, I'd probably want him back for Sheffield United, in all fairness. But there is going to be probably another decent captaincy option that day as well. Um, 
potentially. So do I hold him or do I get rid of him for a Chelsea player or do I get rid of him for, and I, and I was going to say a Tottenham player, but I've already got two of those in Basuma and Madison. Now Basuma's going to tick over. Madison, could, it, it's difficult. I'm considering getting rid of Basuma for Son or Saka for Son and Basuma for Enzo Fernandez or something like that. Um, the other, the other question I was going to ask you guys is is on is on Brighton defence. Like I, I've still got Lewis Dunk, and they've got a pretty horrific run with Villa, Liverpool, and City. I don't know if any of you have thought about moving him on. Uh, Lewis Dunk's the only defender in the game so far. He's got tier two bonus in every fixture. So I'm not saying he'll get tier two bonus in his next batch of fixtures, but it's worth keeping. He's, he's, he's as safe as you get for four or five points every week at the moment for a defender. Fair and enough. the fixtures after the next little small batch of games, should we call it, are, are very good again. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I agree. After after the Man City game, you've got Fulham, Everton and Sheffield United and Forest. So you, you're going to want one of them back. So, yeah, that was kind of the question is, do I hold him through this small blip? I think I think you answered that quite nicely. In all fairness, yes, if he's the only one who's got tier two. But it's that it's that midfield that, that bothers me right now. I feel I need somebody for Chelsea for the for the the um, single game day, um, but I don't know who to do. I don't know if I hold Saka through this injury and this little run because he's gonna, you know, the, I am gonna want him for Sheffield United, or do I move on Basuma potentially to say Fernandez just for that option? I've got Aston Villa cover. I've got Martinez and Diaby, so I don't need to worry about that. Um, I've got the Brett. I've got a one year, so I've got that game covered as well. So I'm a little bit lost in what to do. I think I need I need a Chelsea cover. Um, do you, do, do you what? though? Um, well, like, again, I, I understand. Like you, ha- you haven't got coverage for the captaincy, so I understand that's what you're saying. Who who have you got in goal, Darren? Like, have Mar- you considered? Have you considered Martinez. going to like Leno? Okay. Oh, yeah, I might, you, know, you probably don't really want to get rid of Martinez. No, I, I, I don't. Not with the um, fixtures coming up for Villa. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think Thiago Silva is the one to get for Chelsea if you don't have. Yeah. You can keep him to the Brentford game. I, don't, I know Martin's talking about selling him sooner, and that's fine. But I don't think Arsenal, Brentford, both at home, are horrendous. And as an off chance, you don't end up with a captain. If you have got no Arsenal player for that 28th of October game, then arguably Thiago Silva might be a captain at home to Brentford. There's not that many games on that Saturday. So he's a possible sell on the Sunday. There's a few teams you could move to on that Sunday from Silver. So I don't hate that move for for four games. If it's, you could do that as well, Darren, because I think Saka, especially if he misses Bournemouth, he's maybe disposable for the next three, but he yeah. is probably the best captain, pardon me, for that 28th of October. But there's an entry point from a Tottenham player. So if, as long as you've got the budget to maybe move Madison back to Saka, on the 28th of October, because there's not many entry points for Arsenal now, but from a Tottenham player, he's won on the 28th. So if you sold Saka now, certainly if you went Sun for the next for the next batch of games, you could do that and then move Sun straight back to Saka um, on the 28th. If you wanted so, to go somewhere else like a Thiago Silva, that's fine. And you've still got Madison, you could move to, to Saka on the Saturday the 28th as well. There's a couple of options. That's a really good yeah. option, actually. Saka and Basuma... To I wouldn't sell Basuma personally. I think he's just one of, another dunk. You just keep him. I don't see a re- he, he doesn't really free up any money. He's pretty reliable. Okay. Unless he's injured or gets a, a couple of game ban or something. I, I, I don't know what you think, Martin, but I don't see a reason to really get rid of him. He just feels like he's he's there, right? Yeah, I'm not. 
I've I not got any any plans to get rid of him. Like I say, I think you you need a couple of those enablers in your team. So I've got Bayer and Basuma, and like I say, they're not spots that I want to be using transfers on, really. That's fair. I mean, I've only got I've only got Saka at the moment. Then who I find as a disposable person anyway. So, Have you got you in a formation where you can move him to Thiago Silva on? Yeah, yeah, Monday? yeah. I can I can get Saka to Thiago Silva, no question. Um, which is probably and, the play I'll have to make. And that frees up money then to do Madison back to Saka on the twenty eighth. Uh, and then yeah, you can, yeah. And then you can maybe move Thiago Silva on on the 29th as well if you should you wanted to. I think he's, he's someone you could hold all the way through. But there's a little nasty run of games there: Tottenham, Man City, Newcastle, Brighton, Man United in a run of five. Um, arguably, you yeah, so you could hold him through there. You might pick up your passing team, even sneaking out a clean sheet in amongst that. But I think there'll be better options from from Chelsea in that run. So cross that bridge when you come to it, though, right? You might have bigger fires and shortage of transfers by that point. In which case, you hold him. But there's there's an exit point from him back to a Man City player if you wanted to on that Sunday the 29th. Say a route maybe to a Man United player you might want for a couple of captaincies if the formation allows. Um, Liverpool have got a decent run. Villa still in the middle of a half decent run. So there's there's ways off from Chelsea there. Okay. With with Dunk as well, you could because you need a Chelsea captaincy. I, I don't know if you've got the budget to go from Dunk to Silver, but there is a with captaincy. There's a five for two on Brighton there, and the two for Brighton are Liverpool and Man City. Uh, I I absolutely do. I've got three point three in the bank. Yeah, so you could you could get you could do Dunk to Silver on Monday. Um, and then keep silver for Burnley and Arsenal, um, uh, Burnley, Arsenal, and Brentford, and then get dunked back on Sunday the 29th for the Fulham game. So, with captaincy, you'll get five Thiago Silvers, and the only two you're missing for dunk are Liverpool and Man City. That's not bad at all. That's a really good shout. Um, <laughs> That's a big challenge. And who gets more points in the, the weeks in between? Yeah. <laughs> dunk or uh, Saka? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and hold Saka, you mean? Yeah, or you make two transfers and move Saka to Sun as well. If we, if we get win that he's not definitely not playing on Saturday, you could punt Sun. Well, Depends if you value who you think the better captaincy is for those three game weeks. If you're going to capture the Tottenham player away the way to Luton, if you think Sun's the best one, you could just get him on from Saka. And then you get two other captaincies with Fulham and Crystal Palace. If again, this personal preference here, you want a captain, but there's three possible Tottenham captaincies um, after this weekend. Yeah, exactly. So if you I, I I think I'm happy to captain Madison in those three, but there'll be plenty of people who think Sun's the more explosive asset. And if he gets one haul in those three games, you'll probably end up winning from having him and captain him in all of them. So yeah. that's a route from Saka and he can just go straight back again. For those that have maybe only used five, six transfers so far, that's a possibility as well, right, to to do that. Yeah, so It's a bit of Tottenham overkill, but... You so, want to go yeah. with three top the mids. But... I mean, yeah, I don't want, I don't really want three top the mids, <laughs> but for the run of Luton, and Fulham and Palace, I'm happy with it. Do you know what I mean? Basuma's probably going to pick up potential tackling and passing. Madison maybe can get an assist or two and Son will score, hopefully. So, in all between the three of them, it shouldn't actually might not be that bad for those three fixtures. So, it, you know, I, I, I've never really done that in Sky, but I can understand for that run it would work. So I think Saka to Son and um, Dunk to Thiago Silva would work quite well. And then, as you mentioned before, going back from Thiago Silva to Dunk again on that Sunday, uh, further down, uh, and then um, maybe Madison back to Saka. Or Son. You've got basically, from Tottenham on that Friday the 27th, you've got okay, the choice right. of anyone in the game, barring yeah, Crystal exactly. Palace player, right? So you've got lots of flexibility and options from, especially if you've got a little bit of budget as well. 
So that's the good thing about having multiple Tottenham right now. There's a clear exit. There is another captaincy to bear in mind on the 8th of November. Uh, some might just be happy to captain Basuma. But if you want a captain, a more uh, attacking player, you may want to hold one through. But if you've got three, you've got Madison and Son. Um, yeah. He's the other option maybe for you, Martin, as well. I don't know if formation allows from, from Jackson to get to go to Son. He's a midfielder in, in Sky. But you, you have the same sort of game. Yeah, I did. I did look at that. He's just that little bit more expensive, and it would stop me. It would stop me going from Johnston to Flecken, and then I wouldn't have a captain for yeah for the Brentford single. So it's just it's just that it's just that touch too expensive, unfortunately. Uh, I'm going with. I've already Brent. I've already got Basuma and Madison anyway, so I think yeah, same as me. You're the same, same as me, but. Yeah, I don't necessarily think Sun's overkill, especially if you want to captain him for all three games. I don't know. Again, definitely couldn't. Do I don't know if people think's the best captain for those games, but wouldn't no. argue with someone captaining Sun for all three of those. No, you, you, you'd captain Son over against Luton over um, Harland against Arsenal, definitely. Same as. That's a different day, Darren. Brighton. That's a uh, Sunday game, Harland. Oh uh, yes, no, sorry, I noticed that now. Sorry, I was looking at the snapshot. <laughs> um, the other thing I don't have is any United players actually in my team. It's one thing to note. Yeah, none of us do, which is why Martin's talking about going to to Hoyle yeah. maybe now and being organised for with, with that. Can understand that given given the run they've got, but yeah, I don't, I just don't think I can do it. I think I'm with you, Martin. I've got Saka right now. I've got Salah right now. I can't afford a third player at that sort of price point in midfield. If I was going to sell Saka this week, I'd probably do what I've just advised Darren to maybe do and get Sun in. I'd rather have Sun than a Man United yeah. player than a, a Rashford in the short term at least. Yeah, I mean, if Saka's out this weekend, then I'll do both. I'll get Hoyland and I'll get Son for the short term, just because it is it is a fairly big gain, isn't it? And he could be explosive, so it probably is worth it. No. Probably is worth doing it, um, and then getting back for Sheffield United. I, I just, I to be honest though, I really just hope Saka's fit, and I haven't got to make that decision. We're not going <laughs> to possibly potentially find out though, are we? Like you, you know, Arteta might say on Friday. Yes or no, but it's doubtful. It just he might just allude to the fact he's carrying a knock, yeah. and obviously the deadline's twelve thirty on the Friday on the Saturday morning. So we're not going to see Arsenal line up. So that could be it could be quite difficult to to trust. If it's you think we'll get, um, get win by midday of a three pm kickoff team sheet, nah. I don't know. Possibly, I would right? think so. If there's any if there's any doubt, then I'll just keep sucker because at the end of the day, it's two transfers. It's a transfer out and it's a transfer back in again. And I've already got Basuma and Madison, so it's not like I haven't got any Tottenham cover. I'll only do it if it's absolutely definite that he's out of the Bournemouth game. I guess we need some news on Madison as well because he's flagged, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, he's not a sell though. With those things, if whatever's wrong with him, if he's if it's still up in the air what he's done, I, I don't think he'll be out for long. And I can't sell a Tottenham attacking player before Luton, Fulham, and no. Crystal Palace because he might be borderline injured. Um, you have to give him to that run of four games, I think, and hope that he appears in most of them. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Arsenal, quickly, on, on Saka? So at the moment, he's my only Arsenal player. I don't have Saliba, I don't have Rice, uh, and players like that. Um, and at the moment, I'm struggling to find the way to get those players in if I want them. I'm not 100% convinced yet with both of them if I actually want them or not. Is there an argument for too many sort of DMs, for want of a better word? We've, we want Rodri back. We've got Basuma already. Do we want to just fill our midfield up with a load of DMs? And mm. I've got doubts whether Saka's one of the best four defenders right now as well. But if we did decide that Rice was maybe the best longer-term Arsenal player, we could just sell Saka now and get Rice back for Sheffield United. And that sort of solves that problem, right? He hasn't got to go back to Saka again. 
Because for his price, is he doing that much better than the other Arsenal players to warrant getting him back? No. I, 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 th- I, think, that, I, th- I think the trouble is, though, he's going to be comfortably the most captained on that day. So it's, it, I, I guess it's your risk appetite in the way you play the game. But for, for me, when Saka will be so clearly the, the captain of choice, I want to make want to make sure I've got it. To be honest, he may even be captain like eleventh of November. I know we just spoke about Man United maybe being the best home to Luton, but quite a lot of managers just think, "Oh, leave Man United and just captain Saka against Burnley as well, right?" Mm. For, for for that date, yeah, possibly. Uh, mm. You may not need a Man United till that December game with Chelsea, arguably. Yeah, like I know I'm, I know I'm saying about having Torres for Villa when I'm, when he's possibly not the best option, but I think other people will be split between. Um, Diaby and Watkins, for example, whereas Saka's going to be, I mean, he's already over 50% owned, isn't he? So for that Sheffield United game, it's going to be huge. Um, yeah, I don't I don't want to take that on. Well, should we move on, Darren? There's a slide. Yeah, of um, course. I know we've spoken about a bit of this already, but this slide's about Jackson and a one year because, say, in both cases, I think we don't, if we've got one or both, we don't want them long term. So I've narrowed down. The fixtures now to try and get clearer sort of entry and exit points of where you might want to go from these players. So Martin's talking about just doing Jackson out on Saturday for um Boylan, which is obviously fine. But um lots of other teams with sort of decent entry points. But it's, it's clear here just what teams play on Sundays and which team play on Saturdays. So we've already alluded to Man United having no entry points. So if you want Hoyland, it's probably this Saturday. For other other teams and other players, it may be sort of further down the line that you can maybe wait to make a decision on Jackson. I suppose you want to get rid of him now, but do you want him to cover a captaincy? Would you sell him for another Chelsea player on the Sunday or Monday? Um, or would you just move to a different Saturday player? So I think my preference would be to Sun if you can get to him, but again, formation dependent. But one year is probably a bit trickier because ideally from now, if you already got him, you probably want to hold him till Luton. And the obvious move is off him for another Tottenham player for the two single game days or to a Aston Villa or West Ham player for the Sunday. But um, if you want um, other teams, i.e. Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Newcastle, or maybe even Villa a week early from him, you probably have to sell him a week before Luton after Crystal Palace because I say there's, there's a fix, some fixtures gains on the Sunday from him on the, on the 8th of October. So who, have you both got him? Yeah, me? yeah, it's it's a real conundrum. A, a one year, mm. you don't have a one year, Martin. No. Okay, so yeah, I mean, when I was looking at when I could move a one year on, I I wanted him for that Luton game. But you're right, uh, you know, if you want sort of Ollie Watkins for Wolves, West Ham, and Luton, you are looking at dumping him on Saturday the seventh after he's played Palace. Um, it, that it's a really difficult one when to get rid of him one year. But ideally, it's going to have to be after that Luton game, I think, for me. Who I, who who to at the moment? I don't really know because I because I've, as we've already explained, I'm stacked out of Tottenham players. <laughs> um, so Fulham and Fulham and Palace up there, I don't really need. I mean, it's a striker role anyway. So, so, you, so you'll definitely be stuck because you've already got the RB, who's around about a one year's price. The price gap between those two isn't particularly big. Yeah, and you'll already have if you do Saka to Sun this Saturday. You'd also have three Tottenham players already. So they're the two logical entry points from a one year to a Villa player or to a Tottenham player, which you've probably got Too all many. of the attacking assets covered. 
Yeah, exactly. So oh. someone like you may have to think about going the week before. I yeah. don't know who to again, but on that Sunday, there are a couple of teams with opportunity on the Sunday to maybe move. None of them have got particularly I mean, great games, to be honest. But if I, if I knew who was playing up top for Newcastle more regularly, I might look at that. So dump one year after Palace, and then you've got Newcastle with West Ham, Palace, Wolves, Arsenal, then Bournemouth, Chelsea. Man United, Everton, like they could do quite a lot against those teams. They're not. If I knew Isak was starting more regularly, I might look to move a one year onto him or Wilson. It's just a, it's just a gamble with a Newcastle. That's the problem. But I, I don't I don't mind those fixtures, and I don't think those players will be hugely owned. Um, and it's a good run, so it's not a bad shout to look at that. Yeah, it's it's, know, it's not ideal. Well, sorry, Mike. No, I was just going to say, like you said before, you've got no Man United coverage, Darren. So. An answer for you might be to look at how you get a Man United player um, on Saturday the twenty first. Yeah, that could be but, that could be a one to Hoyland actually. Uh, yeah, uh, actually no, sorry, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at that wrong. Sorry, I've got that's uh, that's my eyesight. I was um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Forest and Forest play on the same day against Luton, so that's ignore that. Yeah, but, uh, so you... yeah, but if, I, if I got rid of a one knee after his Palace fixture to, to Man United, then I'd have, although he plays the same day as Luton, you know, Man United got Sheffield United. So... Yeah, you wouldn't gain a fixture, but... You wouldn't you wouldn't gain a fixture, no. But then you'd have Sheffield United, Man City, not great. But then you've got Fulham, Luton, Everton in a row. So a one knee to Hoyland, for instance, isn't actually a terrible shout on the seventh after the sevens um that's not a bad a bad idea at all or if i've got money in the bank a man uh, a united midfielder for instance because i don't have any of them we do get a bit wrapped up i think in this game in sort of chaining transfers and getting fixture games from every transfer we make and i'm the most guilty of it. i hate moving a player to someone on the same day but i suppose there are one or two times a season we all make a habit of it but one or two times a season where it might be justified and it is, it is feasible with a one year for this batch that it might be justified losing the game, even selling him after the Luton for someone the following weekend. I know he plays on a Sunday away to Liverpool. He plays the next two Sundays after the Luton game. But if you don't yeah. trust, think he's going to do very well in those two games, no. do we just sell him for someone on Saturday the 28th or something? You say you don't gain the fixture, but if, if we feel like he's the player we're bringing in to the score 10, 15 more points in over like the next two weeks or something, you could argue it's... Yeah, it's, it's not ideal. It. It's not ideal, but yeah, you don't want to hold a dud asset just for just because it's not ideal. Do you? Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I think there's a difference between that and then selling him when he's got Luna. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that was my other point. Uh, it's it's difficult to ignore that Luna fixture, but now think about it, Darren. For you, you may not be worth selling Saka, and that might be your way to get some rather than from Saka. I know there's risk over his minutes this weekend, and the next two games after that aren't great. But there's quite a nice move from a one year to to Sun for you, you missed the Luton game of Sun, I guess, but you're getting for Fulham and Palace, um, and that maybe helps your cause a little bit. So it's something to think about. I can't do that. The right answer is to this. I, I can't. I can't do that because I've already got five midfielders. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is why it's awkward right now. I think formations are going to become tricky. Value, um, yeah. Although a lot of us have got money in the bank right now, that might start becoming tricky. And I say entry points for players you want to get in and out also becomes tricky. It's quite a pivotal part of the season, this, I think. Yeah. Anyone that say that's sort of playing week to week may suddenly find themselves coming unstuck here and making moves for players on the same day, etc., etc. It's probably quite a good time for 
people to possibly make ground if they're sort of on top of chaining moves together. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, Saka, like we, we've discussed Saka to Thiago Silva today. That takes me to a four-four-two, which is a much better formation to be in because um, you're all over the place then. Um, that might then it wouldn't need to sun put you in four-five-one, which is good. I say it's not ideal because you're not flexible then. Maybe you keep Dunk do that, Saka to Silva, put you in four four two as you say. Then you've got you options. Dunk, yeah. You can go from a one need to yeah, or not worry about a one need for now. Brentford Palace. But I think most of us will need a plan from him. I say the easy move is to probably a Villa player, but I say you've kind of been punished a little bit for being organised and having a Villa player. Really. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I don't. That's a move I don't have to make, whereas others now have to make that. So. I think for me, I think sticking with my original plan, dunk to Thiago Silva and Saka to Son is the is the play for me uh, uh, this week, um, and I'll hold a one year until that. I'll, I'll review it after the Palace game and then decide if I want him for the Luton game or, like you mentioned, we could move to a United asset then for maybe the Sheffield United game, which I think I'd be more confident of. I'd certainly would prefer United against Sheffield United, I think, than Forest against Luton. Just. <laughs> Hard, hard to sell that one. Um, yeah. Cool. I think that's probably it on that, I would think. Yeah. We've got another slide. Yeah. There's one. I just got an updated um, where we are currently with my passing FDR for defenders. More to highlight at the moment, Man City. So they're obviously, in theory, the best team in the league. You'd expect them to end the season with the most clean sheets. And their defenders on the whole are gen generally reliable for passing tiers. If there's going to be a run of games where all of their positives are maybe not so positive, is it's this run of games coming up? Um, a lot of what I would call difficult games against teams that may not so easily allow them passing bonus. And certainly Arsenal and Brighton in two of the next three. Um, a few others down the line as well, where it might not be so guaranteed. Um, clean sheets and passing bonus. So I was going to get rid of Ruben Diaz this weekend for Mo Salah and then Rodri got himself sent off. So I sold Rodri instead for Mo Salah. So now I'm stuck with Ruben Diaz again. Um, not a bad player to, to hold. We've spoken about sort of Lewis Dunk. He's just a permanent hold. I think there's other defenders that kind of fit that brief. And he's probably one that fits that brief. But again, there might be an opportunity here to, to sell him for someone else if we feel like there's minimal points available to him in the, in the next batch of games. So from the next eight, as we look at it here, None look particularly great. Chelsea, again, on there, not so much immediately, but they're running into a terrible run as well. So me and Martin have both got Thiago Silva. Darren, you may get him. Mm. Arguably, they're less reliable for clean sheets um, than, than Man City. Maybe he still can straight pass him, but there's another run of games with him that you might want to think about moving him on. So just to highlight here, those two teams in particular, we've noticed be bad runs coming up. Villa, as we spoke about with Paul Torres, nice four greens coming up where we, you could get passing tiers in all of them. Liverpool's run coming up is fairly solid. Um, from Everton down to Sheffield United, there's a run there if we trust their defence to, to deliver. We didn't discuss them at all, actually, just thinking about that. There, there, there's another potential one-year move to Liverpool after that Luton, Ever, uh, yeah. Liverpool, Everton Forest Luton. It's another, yeah. another way out. So you just, just thought I'd highlight that on this side. No... Nothing groundbreaking here, but just is there an opportunity here to move off of Thiago Silva and Ruben Diaz, in my case, to other things? Can I get Van Dijk for a run of games? I know he's not delivering great things at the moment. Liverpool aren't that great at the back, but is there enough upside to go from Diaz to Van Dijk for a run here or from Thiago Silva to Van Dijk for a run here or something? Or, let's say, Paul Torres for a small run then move so, on again to 
someone else. So they're not, they're kind of, I guess they're kind of transfers that aren't necessary. But mm-hmm. say if we're chasing upside, then there, there might be a 10, 20 point swing here between a couple of players that might might actually be quite useful, just as an option. I love it. Yeah, it's just it's just how much better. Like if you let's take Van Dijk as the example, how many points over a four or five game run does Van Dijk have to get over Diaz for it to be worth it? Making the assumption that you're going to want to go back to a Man City defender, um, let's say when they play Luton, because after that they've got they've got Luton, Crystal Palace, Everton, Sheffield United all in a row. Yeah. So, so how many more points? If you if I move Diaz out to somebody that I think is going to get a run of passing bonus, it's two transfers: a transfer out and a transfer back in again. So, how many more points has Van Dyke got to get than Diaz for it to be worth two transfers? And how realistic is it? Well, you, so 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 you got yeah, Everton, Brighton, Forest, United, Luton, Bournemouth. I mean, I guess Liverpool's run. Is pretty bloody good for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games with Man City plumb in the middle. I don't think we remember can... Enter Palace, they could get passing season all of those games apart from Man City, the defenders. So you're going to get seven lots of passing bonus in an eight game week. Mm. Yeah. So I they get four clean sheets. I don't know how many points. I haven't been adding the points up in my head, but. No, well, no. I mean, we worked out how what ranks you need to get where. We never we never worked out how much points it is per transfer <laughs> type thing. That'd be this. Uh, that'd be the off season. Um, it's it's a good question. It is two transfers out and out and back in. Um, you you want you want Van Dijk to score twenty five thirty points more than Diaz over four or five games, and I just don't. I don't see it. You don't. If you put if you put their fixtures up against uh, against them though, do do you not think like that Everton no. Forest Luton, whereas Diaz has got Brighton United Bournemouth, I guess it's the Man City clean sheets are unpredictable. When they want to tighten up and go defensive and do that sort of side of the game really well, they could still keep four clean sheets in that run between Arsenal and Tottenham. You wouldn't be surprised, right, with Man City? They can win games one 0 in there and maybe not quite play quite so open as they maybe have done when they've conceded unexpectedly in recent weeks against the likes of Sheffield United. They'll they'll be on it in those games not to do anything if, stupid, make a silly mistake and if we're strictly it. if we're strictly going off Craig's FDR thing here, then Liverpool are playing the first, second, third, fifth, sixth, eighth and ninth worst teams for conceding passes in that mm. run of games. Whereas Man City are literally the other other end of the scale, bar Bournemouth and Villa, who are mid mid table. That's if you're going off the FDR solely, that's a that's a very big. And obviously, this is this is off based off of the stats that you've run and and we've seen so far. Yeah. So it's accurate to that point. So based off that, you would think Van Dyke would probably uh, outscore Diaz. The other options, you don't do it off Diaz, you do it off Saliba, or you do it off that particular example that I'm taking issue with, I yeah. think, and just and just using it of an, as an example of you know, tra- transfers are precious, right? And if you're if you're saying that somebody's got to outscore somebody else by t- 25 points over four or five weeks for it to be worth two transfers. You just got to weigh up in your own mind how likely actually is that, and how much upside is there. Um, you know, even if Van Dyke does outscore him by thirty points, all right, you're up. You're you're a little bit up, but you've all, you have used 
a couple of transfers in doing it. Um, I think what what this highlights for me is if um, that that Liverpool are a good team to jump onto if you get a problem. So um, it's it's yeah. it's more it's more sort of that for me. Um, I think. The other big negative for Van Dijk is right, don't captain him because you're going to have Salah. I know the same applies to Ruben Diaz, but with with the likes of Dunk, with the likes of Thiago Silva, they are captaincies if you need them, right? Because the alternatives to their clubs aren't really there for captaincy, where Van Dijk, you don't get that game because Salah's there. So, yeah, just thought I'd highlight it. Say there's there's options. It doesn't have to be Diaz. There's there's numerous teams here that Liverpool are arguably better than. Say there's your case, Martin, with Villa. Their run's a bit shorter, but... Not a bad little run. There's a run for another run for Brighton. Do you want to double up if you realise Van Hex, say Webster gets injured or something? And we know Van Hex's going to play all the games at the moment. He's in and out, isn't he? And rotating. But it's a nice run for Brighton that extends a bit longer. So the few teams coming up, them three in particular, Liverpool, Villa, Brighton, that um, are quite good. I throw, I throw Burnley on the bottom as well, just in case people wanted to get a Burnley player in for the upcoming single game day. Just to highlight what their fixtures are like from a from a passing possibility, not too bad for them, right? Coming up, no, no actually, I mean, if you if you if you've got Bayer, I think it's one of those games where you, you one of those runs where you hold him, really, isn't it? Yeah, Bayer's staying for me, yeah, for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, cool. And then the captaincies, yeah, well, Saturday's a non-negotiable, right? Well, I think all of this is quite <laughs> it's quite basic. James or Prowse, right? <laughs> You got it in the sky, Darren. I do not have James Ward-Prowse in the sky. <laughs> I'm taking Sky very seriously this year, as you know, which is why I've got over 40 transfers left in both teams, and I'm sat at about 7k. All right, this is it's going all right. Okay, <laughs> so I'm trying to take it seriously this year and not just go gung ho. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, at the moment it's 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 Harland a one year. I'll have Thiago Silva as captain on the Monday, and uh, and. Um, Buyer on the Tuesday. So I imagine you guys are pretty similar. Yeah, I'll have Flecken for the Forest Brentford game, but otherwise I'll be the same. Yeah, same for me. I'm hoping. I think those four me and you have got there and probably will be the most popular. Maybe not the, the Fulham Chelsea one. I think's up in the air because not everyone's got Thiago Silva, and not everyone. If people have got Colwell, I don't think they'll bring Thiago Silva. They'll just captain Colwell if they got. Yeah, Enzo. I was going to say, don't make a transfer the, the, to captain him. No, I, I definitely, if you've already got a Chelsea player, you captain them. Like I in my other team, that's doing quite well as well. It's only about three k behind the other one. I've got Enzo Fernandez, so for that one, just going to captain Enzo Fernandez. Uh, no I'm problem. already booking in the loop and are going to get a pen on that game against Burnley. So anyone that takes the road pick to get Colton Morris in Sky will probably get rewarded. The camera probably get 15 tackles and those people who get rewarded will be stuck with Jordan Bayer on 69 passes and a goal conceded or something. Look, but, yeah, um... at the end of the day, you got to think that if people got it, if people struggle to get Morris in just to captain him for that day, then they've just got to get rid of him when they need to, and that's another transfer for them. And it's hard to get out of a cheap striker, so. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about it. It's more problems for them, not us. I wonder if people will do a one year to Morris on, on Tuesday. People <laughs> might do it. <laughs> I'm not discussing it. Don't recommend it. It's um, an old Darren move. It's that not, is an old not, Darren, not Darren, Darren move. No more. Do you know what? It's funny because when we were looking at Chelsea then, you were like, we had Thiago Silva, Thiago Silva. I was thinking, Sterling? No, no, don't do it. No. You don't, want to um, them, you don't want to fill a midfielder spot up with Chelsea. No, it, there's, it, it, there's too many good midfielders this year. To exactly, exactly. Um, Darren, old Darren would have punted on a player and it would have failed dramatically. And um, that's what I did in the World Cup when I was doing quite well and it cost me massively. So 
learnt my lesson in this format these days. What we haven't learned is, is how to play FPL. <laughs> We're all doing right in Sky FPL. Dreadful. Um, cool. Well, guys, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, I appreciate it because it's the first Sky one I've managed to get to get on. Um, so I re- that that really helped me out. You know, this that was sort of part of the helping Darren part of the Sky thing we were going to do this season. Um, it, it did it did help me a lot. So thanks. All right, cool. Um, well, again, as like I said, I'll be back tomorrow with a with the man on a free hit. That's already ready to go. Craig, are you do a tactical pod just out of interest. Yeah, I'll do one on Chelsea. I um, it probably won't be so focused on Sky, although I think what I say may impact Colwell a little bit. So if you've got him, a little sneak preview. I think he's probably beneficial for him. What's likely to happen to Chelsea? But yeah, that'll come out tomorrow or Friday. Cool. All right, no problem at all. Well, appreciate it. That's a, that's a pod a day. Um, but man on pod, we're up for no awards. So uh, that'll change. <laughs> Hardest workers in the room. Right, guys. But, yeah, uh, we'll, still, we'll still lose that to Planet FPL, to be fair. So yeah, we, yeah, if we win it for that one, we won't win it. So, uh, all right, all right. No, yeah. we, we know, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> they, can, they would win everything. Let's be completely honest with you. Uh, and they deserve to. Uh, right, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And uh, speak to you soon. Cheers. Cheers.